This show needs no introduction. You already know what time it is. The Daily Target starts right now. Welcome to this edition of Expressions. I'm your host, Sierra Tavares Reyes, and this is the Daily Target for July 22nd, 2021. So I've got a lot of stuff to get to you guys. Um, I've been trying to do um, a regular podcast, but there's been so much going on in my life. I'm, I'm kind of behind. Uh, so I'm trying to, I'm going to try to get caught up here. Uh, so I just wanted to, <laughs> I just want to bring some details about what's going on in my life right now. So let's get to the highlights of everything. So let's talk about this book, this book, this book, this book. All right. So I uh, paid uh, ghostwriting founder uh, probably more than $4,000 to write a book for me and all this other stuff. And it seemed like everything was going well in the beginning. And then all of a sudden they get this four grand and now they're starting to not respond in a timely manner. I, uh, all of my, uh, accounts are hacked or nothing's going smoothly. And there's just a lot of bumps in the road. So there was a breach in my accounts. And so now I'm losing money as a result of, you know, giving them my writing and account numbers to set this up and set that up and, and the passwords and all that. And they're the only people that have that information other than the perps as well. So, uh, now I got to file complaints and it's just one thing after another. And they keep on telling me, oh, well, it takes time to do this. Oh, we're working on it. And then it's like, I can't even get in touch with anybody. So, um, that's what's going on with that. Um, it's just one thing after another. Um, I, I'm also trying to get my money back from the last scam company, um, from Design Ventures, AKA Mad Minds Inc. Um, still trying to work on that. It's just, it, again, it's just one thing uh, after another. It's just, you know, back to back. And so on top of me trying to work with targeted individuals and fight for us and, and, and have somewhere to go, I, I'm dealing with uh, a spoiled brat. <laughs> I'm dealing with a roommate who acts like a child. He acts like a five-year-old. And, you know, I, I grew up in the projects. And I've seen people, you know, fiend for crack and, and all kinds of stuff like that. You know, you see that it's, stuff like that is pretty common. But I've never seen anybody fiend for beer. I've just never seen that. I, 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 you know, and, you know, he's running out of my roommate, uh, you know, is running out of beer. He's, he's going crazy. He's, he's acting like, like somebody is withdrawing from something. You know, they just got to have it and they're just like freaking the hell out. He's over here cussing me out in public and, 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 and urinating in public. And, and it's just like, oh, my God, this is just too much. And it's like you are never going to amount to be anything as long as you are an alcoholic. And that is just what it is. This is not a read. This is constructive criticism. You've got to get your shit together and you got to do what you got to do for you. I am not your mother. I am not a babysitter. I'm not going to continue to deal with this. And he, he just like 
asked me to do for, I have to do this for him. It's like, mommy, cook me something to eat. Mommy, take out the trash. Mommy, wipe my butt. You know, it's just like, you've got two legs. You've got two arms. I know people that are in wheelchairs that can do more for what you can do for yourself. It's just ridiculous at this point. And it's like, you're a grown man. It's like, you don't have a problem going to go get beer. You don't have, you can get up and go do that. You know, when you, when you're out of that or where you're close to running out, but it's like, why do I have to, why don't I have to cook for a grown man? And then on top of that, when I do cook, you say you're not hungry. So it's like, I'm damned if I do. And I'm damned if I don't, but I, we're best friends. That is what we are. We're supposed to be, you know, uh, helping each other through this, helping each other through that. But it's just, I, I just can't deal with this. I can't. I got too much going on right now. I have to maintain a clean house. I have to take care of a dog. I'm trying to run a business. I've got all this stuff going on. And I got somebody who is spoiled. And I got somebody who is not even trying to do better. You don't want to go to AA. You don't want to go to rehab. And when you do, or you go to these places or detox, you go to these places and you come back out of the place drinking. You have convinced yourself that, hey, I can't function without alcohol. And, 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 you know, it's just, I can't function without it. That's basically your MO. You have convinced yourself that you need this in life in order to, to get through life. Now, you're talking to somebody who has dated an alcoholic before. I was married to one before. And now I, I, we had, uh, my roommate used to be my, my uh, boyfriend right after my divorce, I, divorce, I kind of rushed into things. And um, I, I guess I was just, you know, vulnerable and alone at that time. Because, you know, when you're when you get divorced, that takes a lot out of you. And um, things kind of happen very quickly. And I didn't really take the time to get to know the person uh, as well as I thought. And then all of a sudden, then we broke up. And then it's just been best friends ever since. But it's just like, I'm trying, you know, and I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know what else I can do. I, everyone that you've talked to, uh, they turn away from you. And I'm the only person that stood by you through the relationship and the friendship, but I'm, I can't even do the friendship. I can't. There is nothing left for me to do. We'll be right back. And so we're back. And um, I just want to say for the record, nobody's perfect. Okay. I'm not perfect. And I, again, I, I just don't know what I can do. I, I can't, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You know, basically if you're dealing with an alcoholic or if you're dealing with a drug addict for that matter, you know, um, you cannot make them get help. They have to want to get help, you know? And I asked him today, I was like, where do you see yourself in five years? What do you see yourself doing? Your family doesn't want to talk to you, except for your cousin, who's probably a perp, but I tried to tell him that today, but he doesn't listen to me because 
you know, he doesn't think that family is capable. I think he's targeted, but he doesn't realize it. So, you know, he's not, he doesn't possess the knowledge that I possess about uh, being, I'm very much aware, well aware of me being targeted. So he doesn't, he thinks that anybody that does something nice for you is always um, a person with, with good intentions. He doesn't realize that people can be nice and be backstabbing at the same time. But I tried to tell him that, but he doesn't listen. He thinks that I'm jealous and he think he says to me, oh, well, I don't have anybody to talk to and, and you're just jealous and da, 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 and this and that. I said, no, I'm not jealous anything. I'm just trying to wake you up. And so I'm just trying to like warn you about what's going on. This woman is not here to, um, she's telling you about a bunch of stuff going on in her relationship and, 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 and you're, you're scolding her about making stupid decisions when you do that all the time. So it's like, what are you even talking about? You do the same thing that she does. She's telling you about, she's living with an abusive boyfriend who, who treats her like an everlast bag and she's still with the guy. And, and now she's saying that she's pregnant and all this other nonsense. And it's like, you're, you're, (laughs) you're going to an alcoholic a person who can't remember what he just did five minutes ago, telling him all this stuff. And what do you expect him to expect him to do? Because tomorrow he's going to forget all about it. So, so he's not going to know anything. And then I took my dog to the vet, um, you know, just to go check up on him. And um, my roommate was making a big scene in front of everybody. He was cussing me out while we're in the exam room and just acting a complete ass. And I'm like, what in the hell is wrong with you? I'm trying to shush him. You know, he's talking about this beer and I need money for beer. I need money for beer. It's just like, my God, you know, can you wait until we can go home? You know, and here's another thing that I really, really hate what people do. It's one thing to help somebody and it's one thing to, you know, borrow money and, and all that other stuff. But I hate when people talk about what they do for you. I really hate that with a passion, especially when I don't deserve it, you know. And he's the kind of person he loves to tell you about how much money he spent on you or what he's done for you. or he. And it's like I'm the, I'm the other person who doesn't get any recognition on the stuff that I've done for him. You know, and I hate, I hate when he does that. And so I, there was some money that I, I, I borrowed from him that I got permission from him, but he got drunk and forgot that I had even asked him. So again, this is what I'm talking about. And I told him, I was like, you know what? This is how you're going to act. I'll just, you know, just give you all the money all up front and then we can cut ties. So we could be done with each other as friends. Because I tried a relationship with you. That didn't seem to work. I'm trying a friendship with you. And that's not working. So it's just like, I can do better by my damn self. And if I'm going to do bad, I don't need help. I don't need somebody who's going to be dragging me down. I need somebody that is going to uplift me. Lift me up. You know? And definitely somebody who does not have two distinctive personalities. Mad and matter. And it's just like, I, I just had enough. I, I'm, I'm doing so much, you guys. I'm doing quite a bit of stuff. And I have to deal with a spoiled, insecure, like toddler, two-year-old. It's like, act your age, not your shoe size. But he's always acting as if he doesn't do anything wrong. He always acts like that. You know, I asked him about previous relationships when we were together. And I said, you know, what were those relationships about? And he always talked about 
what he did for this person and how they hurt him and they did this and they did that. And then I'm like, okay, well, you know, we dated for a very short period of time and all you did was drink, 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 pass out, drink, you know, could, could maybe your relationships have failed simply because you are an alcoholic. Did you ever think about that? Who wants to be around somebody like that? Who wants to be around somebody who drinks 24-7, 18 beers a day? Who wants to be around somebody who, when they go out in public, they just whip it out and just pee everywhere? Who wants to deal with someone whose temper is very short and they get mad over the most petty, most insignificant things? And then when something major comes along that you really should be upset about, you're totally relaxed and quiet on that. Who wants to deal with that? Who wants to deal with somebody who, who just explodes? Temperamental. I, it's, God. It's just like, I, I'm just enough is enough. I tried one thing. That didn't seem to work. And then it's like, damn, where did I... I, I just really, I messed up. I should have just gave myself some time to heal after my, my divorce. But when you're with someone for five years, yes. Yeah, that's a long time to be, to be married to somebody. And then, you know, to have that, that fall apart. And I felt vulnerable. I felt, you know, um, I just, I, I felt the, the, um, the disconnect. You know, because it's it's difficult to to um to start over, and I I I just let myself just you know get with the wrong person, and then now look what I'm dealing with. Not many people can be you know boyfriend and girlfriend, and then be uh, best friends and and still cohabitate and live together. But I've made this work, but it's just I I don't I don't even know. I'm just like. I'm so done. I am really, really done. And, you know, there's been a lot of uh, verbal and emotional abuse and just a lot of other things that I've been dealing with behind the scenes that you guys don't know about, that you guys don't see, you know. And he's got his own insecurities and he's tries, he tries to put them off on me. He says, oh, well, no one's ever going to date you. and Or he'll say something like, well, black women are are rude or black women are this or black women are that or just something really silly. But the problem is, and the most, the most thing, the thing that is most painfully obvious is that you just need to grow up. You need to grow up. You need to be a man. And for somebody who was in the military, my God, I'm just like, what in the actual hell happened to you? What happened? Because you don't act like a military man. I never met somebody who is afraid to uh, fly in a plane, but you jumped out of one. That doesn't make any sense. When you think of somebody that is in the military, you think of tall, you think of sexy, you think of, you know, somebody who's well-disciplined, mannerly. None of those things apply to you. Absolutely none of them. And I understand that you might be dealing with some PTSD from that. I get it. I understand. But your wallowing in self-pity is not going to help. 
It is just it's going to get you into some trouble. You are an adult and you have to care about your life. You can't drink it away. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. The world is going to go on without you, whether you're sitting on top of it or stretched out under it. That is just the reality. But he's so stuck in this loop, guys. He's so stuck. It's like everything that he does is routine. It just goes back around. You drink. You lose things. You tell the same jokes, you fall down, you like to argue, and it's just the same thing. It's rinse and repeat. You try to be an antagonist. You say that I'm never going to be happy and no one's ever going to want me and all that other stuff. And a lot of guys do that. You know, you're probably mad about the breakup. You're probably mad about this friendship, but you got to move on and I have to move on. We can't even be best friends. I'm cutting that off too. I'm cutting that off too. And it's, you know, I, I've just been single and celibate. I've just been, you know, like I said, just working. And on the side, I'm dealing with with somebody who just can't hold their liquor. And if you can't hold your liquor, you shouldn't be drinking. And, and here's, here's another thing. I don't judge anybody really too much, Harley, you know, if you're alcoholic or drugs or whatever, I, I really don't care. But I know plenty of people that can do these things and still be able to function in the real life, still be able to have a job, still be able to, to take care of themselves and not be so codependent. Because this guy, if you don't make him something to eat, he'll starve to death. And I said, well, here's the thing. He doesn't like to clean. He doesn't like to cook for himself, but he can drink beer. He can act and act a fool and then he can pass out. He's okay with that. So if you are in your house, right? And you live by yourself, who's going to cook for you? Who's going to clean for you? Who's going to take out the garbage? You do. You're not going to have a woman to do all those things because when you are in a friendship or relationship, whatever, whatever it is, every, everything is split down the middle. So cleaning is not just something that women do. Cooking is not something that just women do. Men cook, men clean as well. You have to learn responsibilities. And that's probably another thing, another reason why. He didn't want to go to these rehab places because they, they teach you these things. They make you responsible. And he wants to sit back and have everybody do everything for him. You're not rich. You don't get that luxury. So I don't know what his parents did to him. It's just like he's just so afraid to just grow up. It's like you if you can't cook for yourself, you can't clean for yourself. 
how the hell did you make it through the military? How? How? Because you have nobody there to do any of those things for you. So how did you survive that? Why did you even go there? A military person is supposed to make a man out of you. You know, a hot, sexy, attractive man. And all I see is just this little boy in a grown man's body that had... A, a really, really bad childhood. And he's he suffered PTSD from it. And now he's trying to drink the pain away. And don't get me wrong. I'm not over here judging. I, everybody processes their emotions differently. I grew up with a bad childhood, childhood as well. I, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't do any of that. You know, I, I, I've healed myself. I've dealt with everything. I've confronted the issue. And then I move on. I don't wallow in that. And all I'm saying is that life is so short and there are so many things that you are going to miss out of life. You know, it, doing the same routine things over and over and over again. You're going to miss out on so many interesting people, experiences and everything. Because you're going to be so inebriated that you're not going to remember anything. So what's the point of wanting to see a whole new world? You're not going to remember it. You're going to be too drunk to, uh, to notice it. It's like, what do you want out of life? What are you willing to do about this situation? Because you are destroying your life. You left from one place to another place. You abandoned your kids. They remember that. They're going to remember that. Your dad won't want to talk to you. Your mother won't want to talk to you. Your sisters don't talk to you. Everyone is distancing themselves from you. And it's not COVID related. They don't want to deal with a drunk. They want to deal with somebody who is normal. And I felt bad for you. I felt bad for you. And I stood by you. Through it all. But I can't help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves. I tried when we were boyfriend and girlfriend. I see, I saw that that did not work. I axed that relationship immediately. And now I'm trying to do it as a friend. And I see that that's not working either. That's not working. What is it going to take? When are you really seriously going to get it together? Because it doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon. You endured your mother's abuse and you dealt with abuse from the military. I'm telling you guys. So if you deal with somebody that you've never met and you're trying to start over and trying to date, always ask the person about their childhood and see how they were raised. See how they were raised. 
because that is going to definitely show you how you will be treated. If they, if they grew up abused, then you're going to be abused. Most likely, at least, you know, from what I, I've seen. And not, I'm not just, you know, talking about physical. I'm talking about emotional and mental as well. Because those things, you know, kind of go hand in hand. And actually, it's the uh, emotional and mental abuse that leaves the most scars. The physical wounds will heal. But just pay attention to those, those types of things. See how, if you're a woman dating a guy, see how, just see how um, he was treated. Always do a background investigation on their upbringing and all that other stuff. Find that information out. If you grew up in a nice home, we'll probably treat you nice. Not always the case, but majority of the time. Did he grow up respecting women or did he grow up hating them? Did he grow up abusing them? Was he abandoned as a child? All these things that people need to consider when dating somebody new for the first time. That's what they need to do. We'll be right back. And we're back. So I'm going to shift topic real quick. So I want to talk about me being an atheist. And, and, and this is in reference to some people on uh, social media here. So there are a lot of people I just don't understand that, you know, well, first of all, let's talk about this. And a lot of people, majority of my people, I deal with targeted individuals that believe in God. That's totally fine that you believe in God, but you have to respect and understand that not everybody shares that belief. And just because I don't believe in God, that does not make me a bad person. No difference than believing uh, that then when you, just because I don't believe doesn't make me a bad person. And because you believe doesn't make you a good person. There's good and bad in atheists. There's good and bad in theists. So I just don't know why people just can't accept instead of sitting over here trying to force your opinion or force your beliefs onto people who don't agree with you. That is not okay. That is not okay. And I just don't understand. Again, I'm going to say this. I said it via text on Facebook. I'm going to say it to you now. If God is so merciful, why are you targeted still? What does praying do for you? Some people say, oh, well, prayer helps me. Helps you what? It certainly doesn't stop you from being targeted. So why, why do it? You need to feel, you need to feel uh, like you need, you need to have something. I'm not trying to take that away from you. Okay. Somebody made a comment and said that Jesus saves and I was just really upset by this comment and saying, uh, she said something about that, uh, uh, that I had a bad experience with 
a, a religious person and that's what made me an atheist. No, it's more, it's not a bad experience. I reject religion. And when she said, oh, well, why are you rejecting God? I don't reject God because I don't have a belief in a God to reject. But I'm just so tired of people who just can't just like, what is the issue? Because if you go up against me with religion, you are going to lose. That is why I don't I don't really say nothing. You know, I try to keep my opinion to myself. Keep your religion to yourself. Don't express it to me. You know, I don't believe. So why would you say that? And then I got people sending me religious stuff. And and that's fine. But when I send you something back about the truth about religion, don't get mad at me. Okay. Don't get mad at me when I when I expose the truth, because most people, most of you theists have never read your Bible. If you did, then you probably would convert to atheism as well. There's a lot of stuff that they don't tell you. There's a lot of things in there. These churches and pastors have way too much sway over their congregations. They tell you what to do, what to think, how to act, who to vote for, and have the light of eternal bliss hanging over your head and the flames of hell at your feet to keep you in line and obedient. If you are a theist, are you allowed to question your religion? Are you not allowed to find out what you believe in? Right? But what do people say? Don't question God or, 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 that, that's, or when they can't answer the question, that, that's what they'll say. You're not supposed to question God. You just believe it. No, I'm going to investigate everything. And the Bible has a lot of stuff in there. I'm telling you that people do not believe that's in there. You know, it says that you should stone your wife if she's not a virgin. It says for you to beat your slaves and eat your children. And I mean, I can go on and on with that. But nobody wants to hear that. Nobody, people only want to stay, stay around the happy half of the Bible. They feel that the New Testament applies to them and the Old Testament applies to every, everybody else. There is so much hypocrisy in religion that it's not even funny. But many people fail to see that. The Bible says that the earth is flat and we know that's not true. It's round. But hey, what do I know? It says that you should not work on a Sunday. Anybody who works on the Sunday and uh, the Sabbath day, I'm not sure which one, which verse it was, but it says that you shall be killed if you work on, if you don't honor the Sabbath. People work on Sundays all the time. Are they going to die? Who should do the killing? They're obviously not going by what the Bible says. You cannot treat the Bible like a trail, uh, like a bag of trail mix, picking out the verses that you like and then ignoring the rest. That's not the way the Bible comes to either you follow all of it or you follow none of it. Not what you like or, you know, you can't evangelize and antagonize at the same time. You cannot insult and inspire people. It doesn't work that way. No, I don't believe in heaven or hell, but neither one of them are good places. Neither one of them are good. You go to hell, according to the Bible, you're burning eternally. No crime committed by any person is worth infinite punishment. Okay? 
Heaven is not a better place either. Is there free will in heaven? Is sin a byproduct of free will? Or are people in, uh, in heaven just walking around like mindless zombies? Okay, you go to heaven. A person goes to heaven, right? And some people say, oh, all you have to do if, for people who've committed, who've done whatever, whatever, you repent of your sins and you go to heaven. Okay, let's, let's say, let's say you, you um, let's say your family was killed in a mass shooting. Okay, and the person who did the killing repented of the murder and all of a sudden is in heaven with you. Would that make any sense? Would you want to be in heaven with repented murderers, rapists, and, and, you know, mass shooters and all that? Does that make any sense? So these are things to consider. These are things that are eye-opening. And again, a loving God, how can he, he's, how can people worship something that, they claim to love and he's merciful. He's, he's, he's omnipotent and he's omniscient and he can't be omnipotent if he's allowing this program to continue. You wouldn't be a targeted individual if you pray to God, it would be done. You wouldn't. So I don't understand how the Bible is helping people. I just don't understand that. But people are free to do whatever they want to do. All I'm saying for me is that if you want to worship a rock, that's fine. Just don't throw it at me. And then people praise God when, when something positive happens in their life. But when something negative happens, it's automatically Satan's fault. I don't get it. It's the devil's fault when something does not go right in your life. It's the devil's fault when... When something goes bad, how come it's not God's fault? Why do we, why do, why do, why do people do that? I don't get that. And I'm still waiting on the, the answer to my question. When I was being raped and assaulted by a rapist, my also a boyfriend that I knew for three years, where was God then? When I was molested, when I was five years old, where was God then? After I became old enough to realize what was happening and did not like it, where was God? This is before I became an atheist and I prayed for these things not to happen. Was God on vacation or was he out making the world a wonderful place? Why were my prayers not answered? I want someone to answer that. Oh, wait, he has a divine plan for our lives. Isn't that wonderful? And like I said the other day, and I'm going to say this again, because I know a lot of people don't don't uh, follow me on Facebook. If Jesus saves, according to you, and I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to embarrass her. But if Jesus saves, then why use 911 when you have an emergency? If Jesus saves. Then if you're in a pool and you can't swim. Why, why not just say, you see a person walking around, are they going to tell you, hey, would you like me to save you or would you like Jesus to save you? If Jesus saves, 
then ambulances would take people to churches and not hospitals. We'll be right back. If Jesus saves, why is there racism in the world? Why is it that we're, why is it that everyone is not treated equally? Why is there so much dissension and hate in the world? Why were black men hung from trees and lynched and dragged? Why do innocent people die of disease, sickness, and pain? Why are families ripped apart? When uh, a drunk driver has, has, has slammed into their vehicle and killed them. See, these are things that people don't understand. This is what you need to ask yourself. And then you pray to God to let your loved one survive. And he doesn't listen. And they die. Who's to blame? If God is real... And you know that he exists, then you would not need to argue his existence. You can't see him. You can't hear him. You can't smell him. You can't taste him. It's not real, folks. He's not real. Religion is a tool designed to control the masses. That is what religion is about and just because the majority of people believe something to be true doesn't mean that it is that's called argumentum ad populum so go look that up so once again that is my opinion about religion i'm not going to change your viewpoint i'm just merely telling you what i think about about it and no one is going to change my viewpoint. So, again, I'm trying to make sure that the TI community understands where I'm coming from. So, if you're going to push religion into my face and you're going to try to, you know, make me believe something that I don't believe, then you better be prepared to deal with some serious opposition because I'm just I'm going to say something that you might find offensive. And I'm just saying that that goes for anybody who feels that they need to 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 uh, check me or whatever. I try to really avoid these kind of conversations, but people need to keep their religion to themselves. Just keep it to yourself. Let's focus on the issue at hand, which is targeting, because religion is not helping anybody. If you do it privately, that's your business. But I don't, I just don't need to. To, to be pressured into believing something that I don't believe. It's just really silly at this point. If you want to talk about God and you want to talk about your religion, that's fine. You got that right. I'm not challenging your right to um, that type of discussion, just like I'm talking about atheism. And what I talk about on my page is my page. And if you're offended, then you know what you can do. 
I'm not trying to be mean about it, but I'm just saying it's like people just love to like start things. People love to be to 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 provoke me, you know, and I'm telling you, you do not want to go there. Because I'm going to give you a history lesson and I'm going to say some stuff that you're not going to want to agree with. And everybody has that right to believe whatever they want to believe. But just I'm just trying to be nice about this because some people just love to just start stuff and they just want to see the flames and all this other stuff. But it's it's the purpose of just sitting back laughing at us. They like to see us fight. And if you're going to try to push something on me, then you're going to you're basically letting them win. At any rate, do whatever you feel, but let's just try to respect those um, who are just trying to pedal their way through this targeting. Let's try to respect those that are just trying to communicate and dealing with this one day at a time. The Expressions Podcast has been brought to you by Anchor. I want to thank you all for listening. Like what you just heard? then please make a small donation to sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash Sierra Tavares Reyes. Thank you.